0: Just make sure that my computer is also recording. Uh, this is the final installment of the spirituality series, and it has been a good one—a good one for me because it's forced me to actually step back and look at one, you know, just think about what I actually believe and really articulate that, and then actually gain a deeper appreciation for all the tools and practices that I have brought into my spiritual journey to support me and i mean i'm feeling pretty chuffed like it's quite nice knowing how deliberate i am about cultivating an area of my life that's really important to me i think there's no way to grow any area of your life if you don't feed it i definitely feed this area of my life and it's been really nice to see that Number two, it has been really cool to also see how over the years, and it's not like a thousand years, right, it's been maybe three years, I have been accumulating tools that really support me, that I regularly reach to, to um, bring me insight and support and channel the energy of the universe in my favor And I mean, I love how open I am. I keep seeing how open-minded I am to different practices and perspectives that can really enhance my path. So, oh shit, I think I was like very close to the mic. So maybe that was quite loud. I'm just gonna zoom out. (laughs) Sorry, but I didn't change the settings. Oh, it's only because the view was quite compressed. But also if I come here, I think it's too close. But if I stay here, I hope that, you know, I'm still looking fun and exciting. I'm a little bit tired now because this is the third podcast in a row and I had to take a break to clear space on my laptop because of course laptops don't like actually supporting us to save files. So I mean, I've got a great cloud service um, with lots of space, but it just means I have to keep like uploading stuff to the cloud again and again Um, anyway, that's boring. Um, one more sidebar as I warm up my voice. So I've noticed that sometimes this little preamble is helping me to just warm up is, but where's the water? Oh, but where's the water, guys? Oh, I must have taken it to the bathroom. Guys, I haven't been drinking enough water and I brought my water bottle here so that I would drink and I was in the bathroom and now, like, I don't want to pause the video, pause this, come back, pop bu- bu- and like if you saw my setup like i'm kind of hemmed in oh okay i did take a big sip just now so i'll take another one when i'm done recording so welcome (laughs) it's like you know almost four minutes in and i'm like welcome to the pod you can see i also have like some new life um from having taken a break to do the laptop fiasco, to sort out the laptop fiasco and to feed myself. I had a delicious soup. It was so nice, it's tomato with feta and sunflower seeds and a boiled egg because I needed some protein and I know that's like minuscule protein, it absolutely is not enough but I'm just really not in the mood for a lot of protein. Right now, um, having done a 24-hour fast yesterday, like my system is still just kind of like, <laughs> what's happening? Let's do this gently. Okay, so today, 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 we are talking about my spiritual tools that my favorite ones uh, that I use in my spiritual practice and my spiritual practice. These are tools that I come back to again and again, whether it is daily, monthly, or at some point um, in the year when I'm in the mood. Um, And I use them when it feels right. So one thing you should know about me is that I am very intuitive. And that means, and the way that my intuition flows, no. The way that my energy works is that it's, one, it's quite cyclical, and two, it ebbs and flows. So that means that I go through seasons where... I'm working with a particular tool a lot and then other seasons where I'm working with something else and then some seasons where it's just dead time because I'm doing a lot of non-mind integration and processing and I actually need no meditation, no guides, no tools, no nothing because I've probably just, you know, come out of a big growth spurt and I need to integrate what happened during that season or during that period. So... Um, those are kind of the cycles and flows, the cycles and flows that I go into. I know I'm just like, um, geeking out on the, the little fluid action. It just looks so nice to me. Um, watch this on Spotify. If you want to see the video, it is so worth it because I mean, look at this face and I'm here with no makeup and I feel like I'm kind of glowy. I mean, who knows what it's going to look like when I decide to, Um, when I then go look at it on iMovie and I'm editing the video but right now I'm enjoying it so let's work with what we have um okay guys let us jump into the episode I that was terrible that was terrible because one I'm useless at. I'm not useless at accents but I've never particularly tried to be great at them and I am certainly terrible at a Russian accent. I mean, what was that? Was that Russian? Was that Polish? No one knows. So, without much further ado, with all of this buzzy energy, can you guys see the energy we're dealing with right now? (laughs) This energy is so buzzy and ungovernable. It is all over the place. And I have to be honest and say that I kind of love it (laughs) because... The other two were so serious. Sorry, I'm trying to turn this page. The other two were so serious, and I mean, who doesn't want to have fun on the pod? This is supposed to be a fun place. Um, um, um I love that I am not self-conscious about my face not having makeup on it. Uh, 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 I like that. I also like the energy levels, and I like the topic. So where are we guys we're in part three of this three-part series part one was about what do i believe spiritually what is um the path what what do i believe the purpose of life is and how does this divine energy what i call the universe um come into play so what do i believe spiritually and believe in what's my faith quote unquote number two Part two was about my spiritual practices. So how do I cultivate my relationship spiritually with you know, the universe and how do I empower myself to live well and support my body? You know, what I shared in those two episodes was that I take a very practical approach to spirituality. I don't think it's about having our heads up there in the clouds with us floating away in the ether. I think it's about being down here present on the earth because we incarnate in a material world for a reason. And in different lifetimes, we play different roles. I have been in roles before where I've been very much a spiritual worker here to feed divine energy, channel divine energy in a very, very deep, focused, almost like 100% of my time and capacity way. And I've also had lives where I've been a warrior, right, where I was like very far removed from spirituality. And then in this lifetime, it's about um, finding balance with both. And so... The approach I take is very practical, so um, a lot of the practices I do really ground me in this reality and help me to show up while, while helping me to connect, you know, with, you know, my higher self and with source energy, with the universe. And the tools are then things that I use in my practice to enhance the connection, to open up the airwaves. When I say the airwaves, it's just, that's not what I believe they do. Anyway. They are tools for insight, for energy clearing, for energy support, etc. What I'm going to do, I've made a list. I have nine things. What happened in the previous episode is that as I was speaking, I was like, oh, there's another thing that I didn't write down. And then I I kept adding things to the list. I ended up with 12 when I started with 10. So that might happen in this conversation. You guys will flow with me. This is supposed to be, you know, easy times. Like we're just hanging out as people versus me coming in here polished and perfect. So... I will be using my iPad. Um, go back to the previous two episodes if you do want to hear about my faith and so that w- what I'm sharing with you makes sense. I think it's really important. If you don't listen to the episode about what I believe, definitely listen to the episode about my practices because then you'll see <laughs> what the tools are for. Okay. I split them out because your girl loves to talk. And there was no way I was going to give you like a two-hour podcast episode. I mean, who would listen to that? Not me. So let's jump in. I'm going to share my tools. I'm going to share how I use them. And um, what the flavor that each one brings to me. Um, You're going to see the full extent of my woo-woo-ness. Guys, I am woo-woo through and through. I love how that sounded. Look at me, this rhyming. Uh, uh, uh. So yes, I totally see through these two episodes that, guys, I'm deep in the woo-woo, and I love it for me. I love it for me. It actually just works so perfectly. Um, Let's begin. So some of the tools here are um, methodologies and schools of thought. But I I see them as tools because they really help me to understand myself. And those are the first ones that I'm going to mention, the first three. And then others are like physical things that I then use in my work. So, in my personal work and spiritual work. So, number one is human design. Human design has changed my entire life. Changed my life. I did a whole episode on human design. Go back and check it out if you want to. It might be episode why am I even trying to say episode numbers? That's not gonna work. But I report, I recorded an episode on human design and I'm, I talk about my human design and how understanding my human design has just like changed my life and different things in my chart that I think are interesting that show up in my spiritual path and how these aspects of myself tie in to my bigger spiritual story. So that's what I love human design for. It's really helped me to understand myself. It's very, very practical and specific. It shows me what my strengths are, what my orientation is, what my gifts are. A really nice way of articulating spiritual gifts in a way that no other personality test ever has. Um, And I believe that personality tests are amazingly powerful tools in your spiritual journey because you're here to be an impact and an impression on on the world. And I'm saying be an impression because You're here to influence and push your energy into the world and receive the world into you. As you push your energy, you influence others with your unique signature, which is the growth, support, love and um, the universe's energy coming through you to them that they need. So you absolutely need to be yourself and pushing out your energy. And then when you receive energy in, that's how others do the same thing for you. So it's this beautiful symbiotic relationship. And you're able to do that more and more smoothly when you really understand yourself. So why not understand yourself as much as you can? And it has helped me so much to not over-spiritualize things. There's some, so it's helped me to get perspective. And I would say the combination of human design, the next tool is astrology, and the tool after that is numerology in combination, but most particularly human design, has helped me to let go of things that I thought were wounding that are just my personality type. It's helped me to understand by exploring the gift and shadow of each gate because human design is about planets activating gates within your energetic blueprint. No, within your energy body. Yeah, whatever. I'm, I'm really simplifying. Go listen to the human design podcast if you want details. I mean, human design episode if you want details. Um, but it helps you and it's helped me to then be able to say, well, what is something wrong with me I need to fix? And what is actually the thing I wanted to come grapple with in this world? Like one of the things about me is... I have a gift of being able to recognize people's talents and uh, um, connect them with the resources they need. Inherent in that, it's called the gift of skill. I, th- I don't remember exactly what that gate is called. I know it's gate 44. But inherent in that is um, a shadow of inadequacy, like a fear of inadequacy. Like, will I be good enough? No. This one is the fear of rejection. This is the fear of rejection. Ah, look, there's two guests that work in concert in my spleen, and I always, I always mix them up. One comes with the shadow of the gift of inadequacy, the fear of inadequacy. The other comes with the shadow of the fear of um, rejection. Yeah. And so the thing about human design that I love is that it's really helped me to... Realize that no in this life. I've come to actually grapple with am I good enough and That's not because I'm deficient. It's because that's what I want to touch feel taste explore and expand You know through in this lifetime So it's one of the things my soul said I want to come and learn this now. It's also very very cool I see things in my chart that helped me contextualize what my soul purpose was, which is a completely spiritual thing, right? Um, there are planetary placements um, that activate gates in your chart in combination, the combination of which create what's called in human design, your incarnation cross. So it tells you about your purpose, right? How does your energy most impact others? How does your energy move? Um, what is your energy um, endowment, right? Uh, do, are you someone with consistent energy to keep showing up and working, or are you someone who needs a lot of rest? And does your rest require daily rest and regular rest, or is it big spurts of activity and then you know long periods of rest? Everyone is different, and understanding this about myself, oh my gosh, has brought me so much freedom, and it supports me in the spiritual practice I mentioned in the previous episode, where when we then come to transits, like it is the new the full moon. I keep talking about the new moon, but I don't do anything with the new moon because I'm always on my period then and I have no energy to be doing anything that's new moon related. So I work with the full moon because I tend to have more energy then. And I love it because then I can see, well, what gates have been activated by the new moon right now, by the placement of the moon um, at that time. And when I see which gates do I have in, for example, Sagittarius, because we just had a Sagittarius We recently had a Sagittarius full moon. Um, Then I can actually specifically work with that those energies, right? What is coming alive for me? What am I exploring? What's happening in my life that might be triggering movement in these aspects of myself? So human design is very powerful. It helps me to do that. It works in concert with number two, which is excuse me, which is astrology. So astrology is um also an esoteric um form of wisdom that is ancient guys it's uh, like the same guys who were mapping space were astrologers and like working with the zodiac signs it's just that now many many I was going to say centuries later, but yeah, many centuries later, we've now separated the two and said, you're either esoteric and in, in these like quote unquote woo woo or your science. But before science and the woo woo used to be one, the same people used to be doing it. And people were acknowledging this divinity. So I love astrology because um, when you have a very detailed um, birth data, birth date information, so your birth date and exact time, you'll be able to map much deeper placements than just your sun sign. I'm Pisces because I was born on the 3rd of March, on the 2nd of March, but I'm also Taurus rising. I am Scorpio descendant. I have a Pisces sun and a Pisces moon. My Mercury is in Pisces. My Venus is in Aquarius. Um, And my Mars is in Scorpio, my Pluto's in Scorpio, my Saturn's in Scorpio. I've got a lot of placements in Scorpio and it's my descendant sign. And it also shows up in house seven, which is the house of my relationships. So I start understanding based on where the planets are placed in which houses, what are some of the big themes in my life, you know, and um, where do I have deep wounds? Where did I want to come? What kind of transitions will experience in my life. For example, what's going to be happening around my Saturn return, you know, around 27 to 30, based on where um, Saturn is in in the sky, because Saturn's orbit is, I'm thinking here, I think it might be around like a 25, yeah, it's about a, a, a 20 it's usually people go through Saturn return from like 27 to 30. So that's around like its orbit. I can't tell you specifically what its orbit is. But when these plants go through planetary returns, you as an individual will go through big shifts. So themes will come up in your relationships. Now you might think the universe hates you and everything is falling apart. But no, honey, the planets are activating something in you because now it's time for you to work on that thing and explore that thing, right? There's movement there because these are the things your soul came to experience so i find that all these tools the the third one being numerology the human design the astrology the numerology they help you understand what is your soul fucking doing right because your soul is so smart and so complex and our missions are so layered and why not use the cheat codes? And these are cheat codes. I use them because they resonate with me. I'm a super intellectual being. I grew up and lived my life very intellectually. I mean, guys, like I did math at A-level and mechanics and I did economics at university and I was in investment banking and I was a management consulting consultant. I'm very, very intellectual and I've got a sharp mind and I love facts and data. But I've become freed of that because... I have been able to, through my personal growth journey, I've been able to deepen into my intuition. And my intuition has now opened up a whole other world for me that's brought balance to this stuff. And so when I've come to human design, astrology, and numerology, I'm able to lean into those um, you know, methodologies, those schools of thought, those tools, um, because they feel right to me. My intuition says yes. I read that stuff and there's resonance. When I read about being a human design manifestor, I'm like, oh my God, that's me. When I read some of the gates I have, I say, yes, those are gates I have. And so why not make your life easier by having some of the answers? And that's what these tools do for me. So it's great for mapping life themes. It's great for looking at um, what's present in the moment. It's great for giving you languaging around the way you are and the things that you might find yourself grappling in this life. And I found that when it comes together with my past life regression that I did, the story around what I'm trying to do here is so much clearer. It doesn't mean life, it has made life a bit easier, because it's taken away a big chunk of the confusion that I lived under. The beautiful thing about each of these tools, most particularly human design, is that it also gives you a pathway for how you can start doing shadow work. Right, interrogating, what am I, what's my conditioning? What are my beliefs around some of these gifts? What are my fears that block these gifts? And there's questions, and there's so many practitioners out there, and I follow a lot of them and, and a lot of their podcasts that can then help you to get wisdom and insight out of engaging with your design, all right? So if our job is to come here and be us, then let's learn about who we are, right? So, number three is numerology. Now, numerology, I am the strongest on human design, next in astrology, and then numerology, you can say that I've attended a, a lecture, right, in terms of how thin my knowledge is on it, but I'm being pulled in that direction now. And, sorry, before we talk about numerology, give me one second. I want to share with you guys, I brought this book. This is the book I've used for astrology right? Um, I hope you can see it. I know the text is very shiny. It's astrology using the wisdom of the stars in your everyday life. And it is by a woman called Carol Taylor, C-A-R-O-L-E Taylor, T-A-Y-L-O-R. So you can go look it up. I got it in exclusive books in South Africa. I love it. It's super comprehensive, a super comprehensive introductory text that can help you understand many aspects of your design. The second thing that I use that I really love is an app called Pattern, Um, The Pattern. Um, You can find it on, on Android and Apple and it gives you your chart and then it actually tells the stories of your most important placements and tells you which aspect of your chart is creating that story. The resonance is like mind blowing guys. So The Pattern, great app. Last resource, I'm looking at my phone right now Nah, you don't need to know that. If you want to go deep, then, you know, there's other resources and other apps that you can use. So I really love that. There's a lot of people on Spotify who also have podcasts talking about transits and the movements. Um, If we move on with human design, just Google, right? It really depends. I would say there's different podcasts for what your human design type is. If you decide you want to go find out what your human design type is, and um, I know Podcasters who are really good, who um, represent each of the human design types. There's five types. The only type that I think I don't know someone in is reflectors, but I know someone for all the other types. So just holler at me and I will connect you. Um, then, numerology. Numerology, super basic understanding here. But what I'm... From my basic understanding, this is not going to be everything. Um, I'm finding... I am a Life Path 9, and I'm finding that numerology is helping me to now tie in what I've learned about my human design and the gifts I have. I'm not seeing why do I have those gifts, because I am a Life Path 9, and when you're a Life Path 9, your whole life is about endings and beginnings. In my human design, I'm a Line 3. That's also about endings, beginnings, trying new things, trial and error. Um, line nines are, so your life path tells you what's the theme in this life, right? Um, I'm also a self-expression five and that's your destiny number. And a fives are, can be a little bit challenging. It's about a lot of change, adventure, um, newness shifts. And look at my life. Like I'm always growing. I'm always moving. I can't tell you how many houses I've lived in. In my life like i've lost count i've lived in so many different places so many different countries i've worked in so many different jobs and in different companies i have experienced so many different people men friends like my relationships move a lot my whole life is you could say that it's always in flux and that is my constant change is actually my constant and you see it in my expression number so the way that i express this because as a line nine i'm looking at as a life path nine i'm looking back at a series of lifetimes and i'm saying okay what have we learned who are we it's a it's a time of death a lot of loss a lot of endings to shape understanding and get insight and reflect on therefore who we are shaking old identities shaking what's no longer serving us and actually like solidifying and therefore who we are it's all about completion and i'm a very old soul so all of the stuff then makes sense so numerology i'm about to go into a deep dive into numerology i can feel myself being pulled in that way because i have been using numerology already in my work with my oracle cards and tarot right especially with tarot because every number every card has a number and the number means something right so um i love numerology go look into it someone i've just found Oh, I can't even, I'm can't. not even going to try to share the name with you because it's literally I found her today and I'll, I'll get her name wrong. So if anyone is curious, DM me. I'll send you her details. I love sharing resources. Okay, so that's what I like about numerology. And depending on the deep dive that I go on, you know, this December and in the coming months, we'll see how I integrate it into my spiritual practices. But you, I've told you how I use human design and astrology when I'm doing my seasonal rituals. Okay, now let's talk about card divination. That's number four. So card divination. I have two decks that I use. So no, I have four four things that I use, but two modalities. The first modality is tarot, right? And I use the Raider Weight deck. So this is my tarot deck. It's cute. I got this from Take a Lot. Um, you can see some of the cards. I don't know what card. Oh, it's it's upside down. Let's turn it the other way around. But you can see very vibrant. Each card has a symbol and a number and a theme. And this, for example, let me pick one that I like, that I've worked with uh, quite a lot. I wonder if I'll be able to see it. Nope, nope, nope. Okay, look at this one, for example. Um, Ten of Cups. So I will ask... Sorry, guys. there you go can you see 10 of cups people celebrating under a rainbow of cups um 10 is a number of celebration of completion and new beginning and it you can see it's a a family holding hands dancing enjoying i'm just trying to get guys i really don't know how youtubers do this thing where they show stuff and it just comes out so well and the lighting works yo the stuff is high So what I do is I'll ask my guys a question, Hey guys, let's say, let's say, for example, um, you know, what is a perspective that I'm not seeing about the situation that I'm in that's making me pessimistic and they can, I'll pull a 10 of cups as an example. And what they'd be saying to me with a card like this is you're missing be actually seeing how far you've come and celebrating your progress. This is actually not a time of loss. It's a time of completion. Think about what you've completed right? Think about what you have to celebrate about this aspect. Think about what in yourself you can celebrate instead of looking at how you're fucking up or whatever it might be, as an example, right? So this helps my guides communicate in a language that I can speak because I don't have, uh, the way I divine, I, I my guides don't come and talk in words with me, right? They're not going to say, oh, away, go do that thing. Some people have that kind of conversational ability with their guys. I don't have that. I have impressions. I have, you, 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 if you listen to the previous episode, a ringing ear. And when my ear is ringing, my guys are telling me to notice something. And so I use tarot. Tarot isn't, you know, it's got lots of weird connotations. But I believe that every tool becomes what you want it to be because your power, your inherent power, is way more powerful than any inherent energy that any tool has right so you decide whether something is going to be for your highest good or for your ill right things don't have power over you because remember we are god we are the universe we are one we are divine we have the power to make and break anything that happens in this life so that's how i use my um tarot deck um rate weight, take a lot then i use the second thing is oracle cards right now oracle cards are lovely because they are just like these beautiful visual cards um, this is one that I really love, and what I can say our oracle cards do is, similarly to um, my tarot deck, they're a way that the universe communicates with me. Sometimes when I'm doing a reading, I'll feel like, mm, I need a symbol that I can hold in my mind. Because sometimes the, if I'm pulling a, a tarot spread, it can get a bit complicated and detailed. So then I'll, I'll get an, uh, an oracle card to kind of anchor me or to deepen or layer the message. Or other times, all I want to do is work with an oracle card. Or I've done a reading, a full reading with oracle cards only. I don't do that as much. I I, I tend to do full readings with my tarot cards. But then I will pull additional cards from this guy. So um, you'll see, for example, these are such beautiful cards. Um, I'm going to show you one that I recently pulled that's sitting at the top there. Can you see? This is called... Shaolin Master. I mean, how gorgeous is this card? If you've been following me, you've seen some of the others I've pulled. Here's a different one. It's, this one is called Stag, Trust and Receive. And it's really such a grounding, powerful Taurean card. And you know, there's symbols in this. There's um, guardians in this. There's, um, you'll see an arrow or you'll see a sun. It's all different. You'll see a bee. Um, animals and spirit animals so I really love this deck Uh, that's one that I really like using and this is really good for things like an energy I want to embody it's great metaphoric energy for me Um, then and very symbolic so I really like it for that the next one I use is the hero's journey yeah the hero's journey I feel is really good for telling me timelines So with this one, I feel I get insight into what season am I in and what's the theme of this time. It's also really great for interpreting dreams. I talked about dreams in my previous um, podcast episode when I was talking about dream interpretation as one of the practices I do to support me in my spiritual journey because my guides talk to me in my dreams, through my dreams, using symbols, etc. I tend to understand a lot in my dreams, but sometimes when I'm stumped, I come to this book. And the more I use the book, the easier it's becoming for me to interpret my dreams. Um, So it's really, it it maps out the hero's journey. And, you know, if you think of, is it Ulysses? Guys, I, I, I didn't really do a lot of Greek mythology, but it's that hero's journey that's written by someone. Someone writes about the hero's journey. I was hoping they'd written it here, but they haven't. So whatever. Um, it's from Greek, um, a Greek philosopher. And you guys saw, if you listened to the podcast about me struggling with endo and fighting for my purpose, you know, this is the card I pulled then, for example. Each card comes, it has a number, it has a theme, and it has a message. And then with all oracle decks, they have a book that can help you interpret the book. Sorry, I forgot to show you that Um, I have a book that helps me interpret my tarot. This is one that I use. Um, And she also has really cool spreads at the back of this book. It is called How to Read Tarot, A Modern Guide. Her name is Jessica Wiggan, W-I-G-G-A-N. And then I also have a website that I really, really like. It's called The Tarot Guide. I love her descriptions so much. And then there's an awesome app called Labyrinthos. L-A-B-Y-R-I-N-T-H-O-S, labyrinth, O-S, at the end. And you can do virtual card reading. So you can, they have a deck on the app and you can do a shuffle. You can get a deck or you can store the cards you're pulling and it will give you stats and themes and say that the theme of this year or of the last few months, you've been pulling a lot of fours. That means that you're probably experiencing a lot of things to do with your foundation, exploring what's happening in your foundation. Are you feeling secure? Da, da 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 For example, is that what four is? Yeah, that is what four is. So in numerology, that's what four signifies. So you see how I use numerology with tarot. Okay, I think I need to go faster because guys, the timer is like ticking. I keep looking at my laptop and I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. So I love that for that dream interpretation, where I am in my journey. Super, super supportive for me. The last one, I don't use this as much. So this was quite nice. I'm going to keep still so that it renders. There it is. It's rendered. It's called Messages of Life. This is a lot more Christian because they use the word God. Anything that uses the word God with a capital G, I'm just like, the Christians are in the building. Now, I used it. when i was still kind of like you know transitioning into this journey so when i was transitioning i wasn't so esoteric yet you know how it is when you're on a path where you start small and then all of a sudden you just get escalated and go deeper and deeper these are the two that i started my journey with the message of life and the hero's journey because they just very neutral they didn't feel all deep and spiritual whereas angels and ancestors oracle card right this deck and tarot that's super deep super esoteric and has a lot of there's a lot of societal messaging and conditioning around it that makes it's that makes people suspicious of them because they see them as evil and wrong and you're tapping into devil stuff and guys I So I don't, oh, I should have said this in the first podcast, I don't believe the devil exists and I don't believe in good and evil. I actually just believe that we are here to just live and in all of us is darkness and light, shadow and light. And um, the whole point is to just find balance with the two and to harness your personal power to create the reality that you want to engage with, right? And that doesn't mean lying to yourself. It means that I believe that Evil comes when we are not in right relationship with truth and with light. I believe that hardship is a natural part of life and it doesn't mean you're wrong and you're fucking up and things are messed up or the devil's out to get you and he's fucking up your life or people are hexing you and they're fucking up your situation. So that's why I don't believe that tarot and, you know, these cards, astrology, numerology, that's why I don't believe that they're evil. They're all tools in service of your approach to life in your level of understanding and I move in light and I move in love and I move in abundance and I move in truth so let's come back to this deck this decky deck messages of life is you know you'll pull a card that will say for example um this is a door to the infinite at my to the infinite at my heart center there's a door that leads to the infinite today I visit my heart center and open that door as I enter, I experience a deep sense of serenity, and it goes on and on. So it's a nice, cute little message, right? Where it's got really nice symbolism that you can use, and then a nice little message that's like very benign. And I love it. Some of the, some of the messages are tough and challenging, right? But you know, another one: trusting. Today I trust in God, no matter what happens as my day unfolds. So you see, this is an example. Let me move my head so that it starts focusing on this. Can you see? very spiritual, there's very Christian, you're in the hands of God, the message, right? So wherever you are in your spiritual journey, right, um, you'll find a card deck for you if this is something that you like. I could imagine a Christian using a deck like this and saying, God or Holy Spirit, you know, what is something you want me to remember today? And you pull a card and, the, and God is telling you today, remember to let go because God is within and around me. That's what this card says, right? So I think it could be beautiful if you're Christian, right? It's not just... I think it's, it's sad when you vilify certain things because certain religions and Christianity has done that because of lack of understanding. And then you miss out on tools that can help you. Okay, so those are the cards. Let's move to the next thing. Number five is crystals. So I'm going to hold up... Let me put this down so I don't drop my iPad. This is my tiny little altar. I'm gonna turn it around, <laughs> guys. It's kind of heavy. I hope I don't drop anything. Oh, Lord, I am doing such living dangerously missions. Um, and now I'm like trying to arrange it as it's here. It's all everything is out of order right now because um, I didn't put things back where they're supposed to be. I'm rearranging them now. It's my crystals are arranged according to the chakras. So from, I've got a crystal, that's how I bought my crystals. I bought them according to um, which crystals can help me work with specific chakras and carry the energies of those chakras. So here's my little altar. You can see it. I'm going to bring it close and hold still. What you can see in front is all my crystals. And you can see the very top one here, the white one. This is crystal quartz. And all the way at the bottom is like you've got black tourmaline and you've got cloudy quartz. The cloudy quartz is that brownish quartz behind the black stone, right? And they're arranged, the top one here is crown chakra and it's also for my third eye. The bottom black tourmaline is for my root chakra and um, safety and protection. Okay, so those are my crystals. You will also see, because I'm going to talk next about my essential oils, I have my essential oil burner here, I have my candle here, and let me show you, I mean, this candle was a gift from a friend, I mean, look at how beautiful that candle is, it's got a such a lovely little um, rose quartz on it, and then you, this little heart has a little message on it, the last time I was doing some work, it was work on trust, so it says trust, because it's a little chalkboard and I write the word as the theme. So. I work with a lot of my crystals whenever I'm taking a healing bath whenever I'm meditating um, I meditate in front of my altar and I have these with me Um, when I meditate I'll then pick an essential oil and I'll burn it in my burner and if I'm working with a particular chakra go listen to the previous episode for more details let's say I'm working with my third eye then I will take my crystal quartz no, let me let me stick with because I'd pulled up my heart chakra stone. This is rose quartz um, for the heart chakra. I also have um, malachite for the heart chakra for healing. This I use when I'm doing physical healing, a lot of physical healing work. This I use a lot more when it's more of emotional and metaphysical. And then when I burn this, I'll what I'll do is I'll then burn some essential oil in here. And the essential oil I'll use when I'm working with my heart chakra will be like a lavender, a geranium. Um, Those work really well for that center. And I'll light a candle. You can see the candles there. And let's say then I'll pull a card. And then I will, you know, now I have the, the, the crystals and the essential oils. Let me talk about them together. So what crystals and essential oils do is they help you to um tap into the purest form of the energetic resonance of a particular energy center that has particular characteristics and all of this stuff also aligns with numerology right um so if you think of the if you if you think of the heart chakra right um and you're doing heart chakra meditation. There is a frequency at which your heart chakra, because it is an energy center, you can actually measure the energy and the frequency in hertz or kilohertz of the chakra. Um, When it is in alignment, the frequency has a range within which those wavelengths are moving. The peaks and troughs have a certain length when you're in alignment. When you're out of alignment, your swings might be tighter or wider Than the range, and what helps you bring yourself back into range is using tools that are at the frequency range um, that you're working with. So, the frequency of of the pure frequency of um, gross quartz will bring my unaligned heart chakra back into alignment. So, you can use it physically on your body, put it on your body if you're lying down. Right? I use it in the bath, like I. There was a time when I put them in my bath, but I've stopped doing that in my bath water. Since I started using salts, I stopped putting them in there because salts are corrosive. So I just put them on my little windowsill next to me with a candle when I'm doing my work. Um, Essential oils do the same thing. So if you're going to work with like a rose geranium, so this little bucket, (laughs) can you see inside? um i'm gonna try hold it up a little bit can you see all of these are my essential oils right these are all of them and i I get most of them from diskem i think i get all of them from diskem they're very decently priced and there's different brands i like soil especially if you're gonna put the essential oil on yourself soil is really really nice but i actually just use the diskem brand the own brand this for example let me hide my face can you see it I think this is eucalyptus yeah so eucalyptus isn't really like an essential oil that is necessarily linked to one of your chakras but I use it when I'm feeling sick I'll burn it in my burner I have lavender peppermint. I've got so many right I've got them for every single chakra and then I have some that are for beyond the chakra right like lemongrass if I'm trying to purify my air because it kills bacteria or if I, you know, I'm getting pests in my furniture, like my wicker furniture, I had to spray it down. So it's not all just spiritual uses. Um, I also use it for um, body healing. So. My essential oils in combination with this, let's say I'm having a lot of heart palpitations and also when I was working with my nervous system, I made an essential oil mix that's really calming. So I put in there some lavender, I put in some lemon, I put in some Roman chamomile and I used that for my nervous system, so when I was doing vagus massage on my neck, Um, with the endo I have made one that has cloves and lemon and lavender that helps to, and peppermint that helps to calm down my abdomen and when I'm really in a lot of pain then I'll even take um, my crystal for my um, sacral center and I'll actually put it on my sacral um, over my uterus I'll rub in the oil and i will send healing light and meditation to it and i I even went through a a season where i was also asking my body questions using my cards like you know what would my body tell me today especially when i was in the thick of um know just having come out of hospital and i was really struggling health-wise it really helped me to give my body a voice and help me start tuning in to okay what is the experience it's actually happening right now And, and what are some of the traumas that are a little bit like caught up in my body that my body's trying to process through through in this experience okay so i've spoken very quickly about crystals and essential oils where do i get my crystals i get my crystal so my oracle decks i've gotten uh, this guy i got from take a lot i found it online did i yes i did i found it online um but they also have some cool ones at exclusive books go to the big ones like senton or Rosebank. bank Um, This guy, I got in a crystal shop that's closed. It used to be called Energy Emporium. Emporium, they may have opened somewhere else, I don't know, but they closed where they used to be in Craig Hall. Um, And this one I also got at the same time from the the God one. I got at the same time from Energy Emporium. Okay, that's where I got those from. Then my essential oils, I told you that I got the crystals. I also got from Energy Emporium, just about all of them and they've closed. I haven't needed to replenish them. I haven't felt led to go get more. So um, whenever it's time for me to get more, I will go and do more research to find a new place. And then all my essential oils I told you I get from the skin. Okay. Candles. Oh, there's a great book. So there's a book that I found that I really love for the chakras that has taught me a lot that I really use in my chakra work. Let me go open it on... Um, okay, so I found it in my Kindle. No, I hadn't found it yet, but I will find it in a second. Okay. Oh. Why has it disappeared? Let me go back to the top. Oh, there we go. Found it, found it. Okay. So let me show you the cover of this book. Um, this book... I hope it comes up nicely for you. Let me cover my face. Is it coming up, guys? Yes. Chakra healing. Such a bright cover. Can you see that? You can pause and take a screenshot. It's by Margarita Alcantara. Just look up her last name. A-L-C-A-N-T-A-R-A. I love it. Super practical. She tells you everything from yoga poses to essential oils to crystals to foods, um, to meditations that you can do for each of your chakras. So good. So good. And so simple. Um, Very, very easy to do and very accessible. And what I say is if you're going to get essential oils, pick the ones that are multi-use. So, for example, peppermint works for your, let's use sandalwood. Sandalwood will work for your crown chakra, your third eye, your root chakra. Um you'll see lavender will work for your, I think it works for your crown, it works really well for your heart center, it might also work for your throat, so it's got multi-use. Rosemary works for your solar plexus, your heart, and one more, so then you only will need rosemary, lavender, that's how I started, I didn't start with a whole bucket like this, I bought like four, and across all of them, they covered all my chakras. And so that's a very low-cost way to do it. Okay, the second book is super detailed. Let me not give you the second book because it's very detailed. I always want to do it, but I do it when I'm going through a particularly hard time and I want to go even deeper. It's not even worth sharing with you. So that's the book that I use for chakras and where I learned a lot about my chakras and about the crystals that are great to use. Next thing. Hello, iPad. Keep Tenji on track. Candles. You see, I've got a candle on my altar. Candles, I find, I can't explain, I don't have words to explain what candles do. I'm closing my eyes to try to tune into it. But candles are a way of amplifying, in a way, I feel. Crystals also really amplify your energy and your intentions. But candles are a way of like in a weird ritual way, they honor and deepen um, the potency, and I don't know, I don't have the words for it, of what you're doing or what your intention is. Let me give you an example. Um, Yes, I I did a gut reset fast for 24 hours on Sunday, and I did a lot of ritual around my solar plexus. I, you know, did a bath that I filled with um, solar plexus Um, essential oils and I ate very deliberately and mindfully I did a meditation about healing I rubbed in my gut healing oil that I made myself using essential oils and almond oil carrier oil and I lit a candle and positioned the candle with so it was these three crystal quartz is a great amplifier and then I used yellow citrine and I keep forgetting what this guy is called um, and I positioned them together in a triangle with a candle. And the candle just adds potency. And you can you can almost think of it as like a beacon. And um, sending like your intention. So when Baba died, my dad died, how I began to, to believe in mediums as I walked into my shaman's um, office for a normal session, didn't say anything about my dad. And she was just like, I think when I mentioned that Baba had died that year, she was like, oh, he's here with you. And I'm like, what? And then what he told her, what he told me through her, what he showed her was that when Baba died, I lit a candle from when we went to, I I remember from when he got sick and went into hospital, I just felt compelled to light a candle. That same candle I kept lighting it every day when we we'd pray then I'd take it out and go to work and come back and I'd light it every day that we got together to pray as a family the day he died I lit it and it would burn um, when I was thinking about him and I, I kept doing it for like a couple of days ultimately then when he died and he went down to die he went down to die he was lowered into the ground Literally, when, they were re- when he hit the ground and they were removing those slings that they carry the coffin in, um, it started raining and my candle went out. All at the same time. It was so spiritual, I have no words for it. And Baba talked about it in that session with my um, shaman. He said, your light helped me to find my way. Because when our souls die, sometimes if we die under stressful circumstances, Baba had Alzheimer's. So he was very disoriented. He was in a COVID hospital in Zim. You know, the doctors were so overwhelmed. He also was overwhelmed. Remember, he has Alzheimer's. So he's like struggling with, you know, reality. What is real? Dementia. Like, it's a very anxious, stressful, difficult space to be in. So it was a very traumatic death. And often when souls have traumatic deaths, it can be hard for them to leave. He also wasn't expecting, not that—not expecting to die, but there was a part of him that was like, is it okay for me to go? And I remember in one of my meditations, I remember going and getting my nails done and being so terrified and knowing that Baba wasn't going to make it. I just knew he wasn't going to live. And I came home and I just talked to him in my kitchen. And I was like, you can go. It's okay, we're gonna be okay. You don't have to hold on for us, blah, blah, blah. And I had lit the candle and I started talking to him. He literally said that candle guided him home. So this stuff works. It is potent and powerful and meaningful. So work with candles. All the candles I work with are white. I don't work with other colors. Then, this is a long episode. Let's go into the next one. Um, plants. So the last two are simple. Let's talk about plants last. Um, let me do number nine, which is I use a lot of, I work a lot with music. So sound baths, meditation, playlists. If you go on Apple Music or Spotify and you just search meditation music, sound bath. Um, if you look at um, healing sounds if you look at if you search for like any chakra you want to work with for example you want to work with your root chakra you can search for root chakra and you'll see all sorts of songs that are resonating at the Hertz frequency of that chakra they are really great for amplifying your energy so imagine if you're and sometimes I do this when I'm meditating I don't always want sound because I'm very audio sensitive um, and this is also something that's you know shows up in my human design chart, but I've always known this. I just now have language for it. Is um, it becomes very potent when you're in meditation, you've um, you're burning essential oils that are at the frequency of the chakra you want to work with. Like let's say I'm 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 trying to you know I'm feeling feelings of unworthiness, so I'm going to work with my heart chakra. I have my geranium oil and lavender burning in my burner, maybe with a bit of rosemary to add some depth, right? And then I have my rose quartz um, with me. I have my sound bath that is at the frequency of my heart chakra. I'm chanting using the tonality of the chakra, so the resonance in my, um, if I'm saying lam, the, and lam I don't think is the heart chakra sound I, I have a whole note on my phone on Apple Notes where whenever I'm working with the chakra I go and I look up what is the tone what is the mantra what is the tone da, 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 and I pull all of that in the power amplifies and then you light your candle guys like boom so that's that season I was in when I was doing a lot of spiritual meditation work you can listen to the previous episode if you want to find out more This is a lot of the stuff I was doing that was just like sending me deep into the realm of spirit and it was hugely soul shifting and I very quickly was entering into a state, I mean, I I was activating Kundalini energy in some of these things and eventually I had to pull back because I was just like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 this is too much, right? So you want to move gently when you use all the things. As you increase your capacity, you start being able to layer in all of these stuff quite intentionally. So sound baths, wonderful. I also use them when I do my healing ceremonies, when I'm doing using plants medicine. Um, if I feel led in that direction, most of the time I do them silent. But um, twice, what? Twice I've used music intentionally to activate an energy. Okay. The last one is, and that's number nine, is plants. Oh. The way that I work with plants, so my house is full of plants. If you could see my sunroom, right, my garden, full of plants. My, Let me just loosen this. I'm just going to turn this around. Can you see? I don't know what you're fully going to be able to see. You might get a bit of glare for my ring light. Can you see all the plants in this room? I mean, how nice is that? So I feel a little bit like I'm in an urban jungle, and it is so nice. Um, Plants have a frequency they resonate at. They're also green, they're very healing, they clean your oxygen. And I get so much wisdom from looking at my plants. They all have different personalities. And when I walk through my house, sometimes I just touch them, run my hands on them, I'll kiss them sometimes, I'll just smell them, and and I'm just kind of like taking in their energy. They're so soothing, calming, and healing for me. Yeah, I have no words. And you know, when I go out into my garden, I put my feet on the ground and I'm just like grounding myself in the grass. It's amazing. So I do a lot of my, whenever I'm doing my plant medicine ceremonies, especially my mushroom ceremonies, I'll bring all my plants around me and I'll create a sanctuary within which their energy just passes towards me. I need to tell you something that happened that has just like, oh my gosh, it brought to life the relationship I have with plants on an even deeper level. I always felt an affinity, but this thing gave me the aha when i did a mushroom ceremony here maybe 2 years ago i was in the garden lying on the lying on the grass i did the whole thing outside by my pool and at some point my my plants in my garden started like moving and vibrating and like swelling towards me and they just said to me we called you here we called you to us my house my garden is literally the one that went and found me in Kirkira, in Santon, and pulled me from the, the where I lived and brought me to Parkhurst to live in this beautiful house. And so my plants said, we called you to me. And then the way I feel in my garden, I have no words. So plants are very spiritual. And so that's how I work with plants. I don't do things like, oh, making plant teas, da da da, da. I do work with herbs, but I don't use them spiritually. I only really use them health-wise for their health benefits. And so that's the passive way I use them, and that's how I use them in ceremony because then they bring their vibrational energy to me. So if I was going to do a plant ceremony, I've done one here. I've done one in so many parts of my house. Even when I'm doing like a regression or anything that's going to be deep like that, I come and I intentionally create a space that's surrounded by plants and feels lush and it feels protective, it feels nurturing. I light a candle, I put my crystals and I create sanctuary and all these tools come and vibrate around me. And then when I'm done with like one of those big ceremonies, I'll do a card pull to like pull in the so what of the, of the insights and the so what of the ceremony that I've done. Okay, guys, I'm all throated out. These are all the tools that I use, and I hope that they bless you in your path. The one thing that I wanna say is, um, oh, also, my plants ebb and flow with me. When I'm sick, you know, often my plants get sick. I lost a lot of plants last year when I was ill um, because they were just getting sick. Uh, They weren't really retaining water. They just weren't thriving because we're now so attuned with each other that our energetic frequencies, when you live with any living thing, Um, they start moving with you, you know, with your energy. You become quite symbiotic in that way. And so, um, what did I want to say? How do I cap off this episode? What's the big takeaway? The big takeaway is make it your own, right? I've shared with you all the things I've done. Number one, I came to all of this gradually. Like I said, I did not, I think I started out with I think I started it out with, uh, you know, crystals, like little safe crystals, um, lighting a candle and maybe essential oils because they smelled nice. And, um, because the kind of meditation I was doing was primarily about my body and healing. Then I went deeper. Oh, the one thing I didn't tell you, I don't know why. I think I said I, I, said I wanted to show you my dream book. The other tool that I use is this dictionary, Dream Dictionary, for interpreting dreams. It's called the Dream Dictionary from A to Z, and it's by Teresa Cheung. I'm not saying it right. I'm saying it phonetically. So Teresa has an H in it, T-H-E-R-E-S-A. Last name Cheung, C-H-E-U-N-G. It's probably like Chung or Cheng. I, I can't pronounce it. I found this at Exclusive Books in South Africa as well. What did I want to say? I wanted to say, I got here gradually. It was one little thing at a time and I let my intuition guide me. I didn't force anything down my throat. If I was working with anything and it didn't feel super resonant, I stopped. Like, I don't have a deep relationship with incense, but I've got a really powerful relationship with essential oils. Why? Because of my divine relationship with plants and essential oils are plants. It's lemon, it's lemongrass, it's rosemary. Do you know what I mean? Um, It's coming all from plants and flowers so i have incense it's there in my little um box where i keep all my spiritual tools but i only use it now and then when i feel drawn so trust your intuition let your intuition lead you to the healing tools that are going to support you the most two go gently right start with what's comfortable and what's easy and if you feel yourself wanting to escalate be open to it be curious about it three research is your friend There's so much information on the internet, so many resources you can find. Go research and Google, but take things with a grain of salt. So always what I do when I investigate, I try to look at multiple different websites to see what is the truth, because the truth is, guys, in this like woo-woo esoteric world, there's no regulation. So you also absolutely have to be discerning and you really have to use your intuition. And that's why I also love having my guides, because... Um, they can also help to like center me in with grounded men, messages that work for me. And then lastly, it's all powered by the extent of your belief and intention. The belief you have in your tools, is what charges them up to be able to work for you right because i believe in the crystals and i believe in the aromatherapy oils the essential oils and i believe in my plants they are now empowered and celebrated and desired and so then the energy can flow towards me if you don't believe in something it won't work for you i'll tell you that for free your doubts will get in the way and will block it and actually they won't give you the energy because Energy moves where it is welcome, and if you're repelling it, that that energy will not be able to come and heal and work with you. So just be open and trust them. And an energy you can even move in, if you're still early in your path, is the energy of saying, "I am willing to discover what this might bring to me." Right? That in itself is an energy that can give these tools permission to support you in your path. Number two, um, oh. I didn't tell you, but maybe another tool that I have is my guides. My spirit guides bless these guys. I tell, go listen to the previous episodes to find out who is in my spiritual tribe. But my spiritual tribe are bigger than all these tools that I use because they go with me everywhere and I can summon them for anything. You guys, when I summon them, they come. All come All of them come and they come strong, riding deep for me right so if i'm going to do any spiritual work or going to any practitioners i take them with me because they protect me and they support me and they filter out the things that aren't for me and help me to like tune into the things that are for me they also guide and commune with the guides of the person who's supporting me so that in concert what i need comes because you will be amazed the number of times that I've worked with people and they're like, yeah, I can see your guides are here. And I'm like, yes, I I told them to come with me. And they're like, that's great. And so they will also honor my guides. That's how I learned to honor the guides of any of my friends when we're doing joint spiritual work together and to always introduce my guides to the other people so that then people can be friends and and, and they understand that we're all on one team, right? And we bring unity and alignment into the spiritual work that we're doing. So your guides are a hugely powerful tool. How can you find your guides? Ask, just ask, just open your mouth and say, all right, guides, I would love to know who you are. I know you've been there. Maybe I haven't been aware of you, but I'm ready for you now. Please come and show me who you are. And they can come through your dreams. My, how did my dad end up being one of my guides? I think I told, I I brought him in and I think he, he kept showing up in my dreams and I was like, yo, this guy is guiding me and he's supporting me. So I was like, thanks and he became part of the team. Then I had a grandmother in a dream who just came and accosted me and she just refused to let me go. She just she refused to leave and and the way she showed the, and my my therapist showed me she was trying to come and be my guide because she came and she latched herself on to my grandmother who was my guide. So the first guide I met was my grandmother. No. The first guide I met was Claire, my spirit guide. Then my maternal grandmother came with me to one of my shaman sessions, and she was like, oh, you came with the person, and I just knew it was her. I have no conscious recollection of her, but I knew it was her. Then um, Baba died, and then he came in. And then um, my father's mother, Mbuya, Mte- Mbuya Moana, came in that dream and latched herself on to Mutetu, my mom's mom. And that's how my therapist, who's also a medium and spirit guide, and, and spiritual guide in this earthly realm, um. To, Helped me understand that no she's here um, to support me she, she's here saying she wants to be a part of my team so I was like okay then if you must insist I love her though she has the biggest biggest badass energy all right so let me focus let me focus let me focus <laughs> the next thing that I wanted to say was I think I was saying use discernment and use your intuition right And um, trust that the universe will lead you to the tools that are gonna be supportive for you. If anything doesn't feel right, let it go. Everything is gonna be powered, that's where I was, everything is gonna be powered by your intentions and your willingness. And so be easy on yourself, go gently if you're new to this, be open to trying different things, Follow, follow curiosity, and then test it with, does it feel light? Like, and when I say light, does it feel bright? and right and settled and like peace within you if it doesn't feel like that and those are the words that work for me for other people it might be that i feel satisfaction for someone else it might be um that i feel illumination um so the feeling may be different for you right it may not register as peace but for me it feels like peace and it feels like truth it feels known to me it then suddenly just doesn't feel foreign um and i think honestly that there is a soul memory of all these things. And I think partly the reason that I've been able to accelerate into them so fast is because I have been a light worker and um, I've been in service of spirit in in past lives and dedicated to spirit in past lives. And so I I think I carry a lot of soul memory of everything that I learned then. Because I do find myself sometimes doing certain things like for example, I'll move around my house, and I don't know why, but I do this with my hands, like, you know, tapping my thumb and my fingers together, and I don't know when I started doing that, but I just instinctively started doing it, and I I could feel that I was like, and then, you know, I'll be rubbing them together, I tap, 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 rub, 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 and it, it almost feels like I'm reading the room, I'm like, Tuning in, it's like a tuning fork tuning the energy in towards me. I'm also pulsing my energy out. I'm becoming kind of one with the space. It happens to me sometimes also when I walk past certain plants, I'll do this because I'm just feeling that energy of the plant. I'll touch and hold the plant, and I'll feel. It feels like communication. This stuff is going to sound wildly crazy. It sometimes sounds crazy to me, but it's true and it's real. Um, so trust some of that stuff and go with flow. Because the more you do that, the more the universe will read your openness and start sending you the tools that are perfect for you, right? Because these are just the tools that I use. There's many other things in the world that I have not discovered yet and that, you know, also just don't gel with me and that I don't use. And I'm fine with that, right? Because I found the combination of things that works perfectly for me. So that is how I'm going to cap off this extremely long episode. Thank you for hanging in there with me and being with me until the very end of this super long episode. Um, If anyone has any questions, holler at me, slide into the DMs. If you know me personally, send me a WhatsApp. If you don't know me personally, send me an IG. I am so happy to share with you any of the resources. Please Though, because I've shared so many here, please don't ask me questions to things I've already shared here because that's boring. Just be resourceful. But (laughs) I say with the utmost kindness, just like be resourceful and mindful of my time because responding is draining to me. To respond to tons of people about things I've already spoken about It's just not fun. Um, So just listen and pause and go back. I've tried to spell out things where I've needed to. Always been helpful. An app I didn't share with you that I that I use because I told you about my my human design I, I use um, my not not my human design um, I use talking body graph talking body graph if you just Google that it will come up I use that for my human design charts and I paid for it um, and and there's a free version, and then if you want to get more advanced information, you can pay. I'm just minding my mind for any tools that I forgot to tell you about. Um, I also use for meditation, there's a tool that I recently discovered that I quite like called Breathe B R E E T H E. I've also used the Chopra app at some point that I really liked um, during that period, but then it just, I went through a season where. Um, it was too expensive, I needed to move my money into other things and then I never went back to it, but it was good, um, I do recommend it and then there's another tool that I had thought about Yes. Yeah, so this is for tracking the moon, if you really want to know what transits are happening so you can work with the moon's energy, the moon is potent, I'm also a water sign and the moon is a water sign, it governs water signs So, um, and it governs... Mm-mm. Doesn't govern Pisces. It it governs Cancer. Um, the moon. The app I use is called Moon Phase. Moon Phase. Um, you can find that on um, Apple and um, Android, and that just tells you the, when exactly, like what percentage of the moon's fullness you're in, so you know exactly the day the full moon is happening. In your region you know exactly what time it is so that if you want to time your ritual to when the moon is going to be at its fullest or when it's going to rise you can do that and um, it also tells you the zodiac sign of the moon which is perfect so um, I find that to be very useful it's it's a very simple app it's free and something I also do especially when I'm sick or I'm tired and I know that or I'm, I've gotten too busy and I know I'm gonna to want to do I'm only going to have time to do the the ceremony in three days' time, but the full moon is today, I harvest the energy. So I actually just say to the moon, hey moon, I'm harvesting your energy in the eternal now, um, and I am, you know, holding on to um, that energy for me to work with, I'm going to work with it in three days, I'm harvesting the full potency of this energy for when I'm going to do my work. And it does, it works. Guys, we're hugely powerful beings and we can decide what reality is for us and we can bend time and we can make it work for us. So do it. Be brave. Play. Try out different things. Um, If you're like me, share it with people you think are going to benefit. Share this episode with anyone that you think is looking for tools that could really help them. And I will see you in the next one. What a longie. But it's a goodie. So stick. If you stick around until the end, I think you're going to get lots of value we are at the end. Let me end this. Bye guys. Love you lots. And I will see you in the next one.